0: Well, I am very excited, as I was talking about in the announcements, I am just very, very excited about where we are going together this year here at Trinity. So what I want to do this morning is sort of map out where we're headed this year, and then we're going to kind of zoom back into where we're going over the next five weeks or so with this sermon series, and then I want to leave you with one thought for today. So let's kind of look at the whole year at a glance that's in front of us. If there are three words, there are three words that define our life together here at Trinity— If you know them, you can say them with me. Let's see. Faith, family, and future, right? Let's do them one more time. Faith, family, and future. That summarizes our life together. Last year, we spent the whole year on the gift of faith, building up our faith. This year, we're going to spend the whole year on the gift of family. And two families, really. There's our Trinity family, which, of course, is a part of God's much larger family. And then there's your family. And that's whether you are single or you are married, you have kids, you don't have kids, your kids are launched from the nest, whatever your household might be, your family. And so our our, uh, communications director developed this logo for us this year for our theme. And and I love it because it emphasizes both of these things. So you notice the church in the background, the silhouette of our church in the background because we want to strengthen our Trinity family this year. And then if you notice in the front, of course, is a house because we want your family to be strengthened this year. And then the overall theme is family matters. Now, some of us who grew up in the 80s maybe remember a nerdy guy named Urkel who was on a TV. No, nobody remembers that show. Good, strike that from your memory. It's not, it wasn't, anyway. Um, but our theme is family matters because family matters, doesn't it? It really matters. I mean, if all the, think of all the things that matter to you in your life and in this world, your family probably ranks at the very top, doesn't it? They may drive you crazy. They may be crazy. <laughs> These are the people that you love and that they love you. Your family matters. And this is good because God designed it this way. Let's back up a little bit and just look at well, who is God? If you think about it, God in Himself, we can say that He is family. He is family. We as Christians believe in the Holy Trinity, the tri-unity of divine persons. The three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And what unifies them and unites them as one? Love. We say constantly in the scriptures, say God is love. And so if you look at this icon here on on the screen, you have the three angels representing the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in that unity there, there's a whole lot of love swirling around between those three divine persons. God designed the human family, if you think about it, to also be a trinity. There's a a trinity of persons or places in the human family. You have the man, the husband, you have the woman, the wife, and out of their love comes the third spot in the family, the child or the children. And there's supposed to be, in the union of those three persons of the human family, a whole lot of love swirling around in there. This is God's design. This is his divine imprint. When we say we're made in the image and the likeness of God, this is part of that image and likeness stamped into us. See, God did not make human society out of political nation states, thank God, right? Right? God didn't design us out of some other form of community. He he made the the family the basic building block of all of human society. This is why we're so concerned with what's going on in our culture. Not only all the attacks and how families are being ripped apart, but but all the the attempts to now redefine family and do all these other weird things that are going on. And, And those are all topics for another day during this year. But it has been said, and I believe it in the core of my being, that as the family goes, so goes the nation, and so goes the world. Because only the family has the divine imprint on it. Family matters. And on top of all of this, the story of our salvation, God's relationship with us, has always been in and through the family, they were a rather dysfunctional bunch, rather messed up. Read through the whole story of the Scripture, but the story is how God dealt with his family through all of Scripture, Adam and Eve, down to Abraham and Sarah, to David and Bathsheba, until you get to Jesus, God the Son, who enters into the world into a human family. The family of Mary and Joseph. We call them the holy family. But Jesus comes into a human family to make our families holy. What do I mean by that? God is family. And God wants to be family with us. And this happens in the person of Jesus. Only Jesus comes from the divine family, the Son of God. And he comes from the human family, the son of Mary. And in him, those two families, the divine and the human, meet in this person of Jesus, are united together in him because he is the one who reconciles the divine and the human and brings us back together as one. And this then becomes the very holy calling, the sacred purpose of your family and of my family. This is what Paul was talking about in that Ephesians reading. The purpose of our families is to be united and to come into relationship with the divine family, to experience the divine family in your family and in mine. Family matters. It really matters. Your family matters. So, (laughs) What matters to your family? Along with this theme, we have a theme verse this year. and You heard it read for you by Evan in the first reading. And behind that first reading is a great big story. It's the story of how God had rescued his people Israel from slavery in Egypt, led them through 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, led by Moses, then led by Joshua into the promised land and they conquered all of their enemies. God had delivered on all of his promises that he once made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God had been faithful, and what Joshua does now is he gathers the people together, and he calls them to a decision. Who are you going to worship? Who are you going to serve? And he gives them a choice. He says, if you want to, you can serve those other gods. You can serve the gods that Abraham and his family served before they came to the promised land. You can serve the godless of the Egyptians if you want to. You can serve the gods of these people that are all around you. Which is hilarious, by the way, because the Lord God had just defeated all of those gods. And Joshua was saying, but hey, if you want to follow the loser gods, go ahead. That's your choice. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And that's our theme this year. Peter in the gospel reading kind of says similar thing in, in a very different way, though. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We've come to believe. We're convinced that you're the Holy One of God. In other words, what else is there? What else is there for our family except Jesus? Well, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things that distract our families. There's a lot of things that attract our families, and we put our energy into it. Let me ask you again, what matters to your family? What really matters to your family? What are you and yours pursuing? Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your energy, your money? If you're like me and you're raising kids, what are the activities that you have them involved in, and and what for? What's the purpose of them? What's the stuff that keeps you up late at night worrying? What's the stuff that you're working so hard for during the day? And if you could have everything, if you would be able to kick back and say, oh, now I'm living the dream, what is that dream? It it might all be good stuff, but is it the Lord... Is it the Lord? I don't know. We all know that's the right answer, right? <laughs> but is it the honest answer? Is it the Lord? What is your family after? What really matters to your family? Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, me and my family. Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? What else is there? This is what the saints have always known. They've known. They've trusted. And here's what God has done for us. This is everything that Jesus gives to us. We know how much he loves us. The Lord, the Lord is first. It's first commandment, folks. The Lord is first. Will we follow him you know, Jesus, and the Lord loves us so much. Do you realize he doesn't even force you to love him back? Part of his love is that he even gives you a choice. He doesn't force you to love him back because, of course, that wouldn't be love. But he lets us decide. So do you? Does your family, does our Trinity family, do we really love Jesus Not just say we love Jesus, not just sing like we love Jesus, not just feel like we love Jesus. Do we act like we love Jesus? Do we really love Jesus? Hmm. Because you see, that's a whole different dream. That's the dream of heaven. And it comes with an entirely different set of priorities and a whole different focus in your life. But as Pastor Davis talked with us last week, that dream of heaven isn't just something, well, you know, we're waiting for that when we die. No, the dream of heaven actually is meant to be lived right now, to live a life with Jesus right now. Okay, so now let me zoom into where we're going for the next five weeks. Because today, as we launch this year of family, we're also launching this sermon series called Living the Dream. The word dream is an acronym, and each week we're going to unpack one of the letters of this acronym. These five letters stand for something that we can do in our own homes, that Jesus would live there. Simple practices that we can all do, again, no matter what station of life that you're in, things that we can all do. But when I say that they're simple, I don't want to suggest to you that they're easy. Because I think there are a lot of distractions and there are a lot of attractions in life that would pull us away from these things. We're going to have to work hard at them. And the other thing is we can't treat these five things as rules or or laws. They have to come out of our heart. They have to come out of our love for Jesus because we want to do these things. And so maybe it's better to call them five disciplines for our families because the word discipline and the word disciple come from the same root. And if you look at how Jesus made disciples— He did it by calling them and walking with them and living with them. Jesus made disciples by doing life with them. And that's what these five things are meant to do. It's for us to do life with Jesus and to be his disciples and that in our homes, at your address, whatever the domicile is that you live in, that Jesus lives in and dwells with you there. And so the very first one that we're going to talk about today the final thought that I'm going to leave you with is actually the letter that's in the center of dream. Because this is the thing, friends, that has to be the very center of our lives. And we've been talking about it for the last several weeks. E stands for the Eucharist. It is thought today that most people think of themselves as regular church attenders, members in good standing, if they show up, eh, you know, once a month or so. Why would we ever want to miss ever unless we're like horribly sick? Why would we ever want to miss? Put it in these terms, if if someone that you really love to spend time with, whom you really love, it could be a friend or maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a love interest, I don't know, maybe your spouse, and they invite you to come and do something, do you make excuses? Or do you make it a priority? Jesus invites us here weekly. If we really love Jesus, if we have any sense within us about what Jesus is giving to us here week after week through his holy word, through this precious sacrament, if we have any sense of that, then we don't go around saying, well, let's see, how can I fit worship into everything else I got going on this week? No, it's the other way around. We start with the Eucharist as the very center of our lives, as the very center of our week, and we fit everything else in around that. We keep our first love first. And our first love is Jesus. As you came in, you were given a couple of things. One of them is a take-home gift for you. Did everybody get, there's a, a little booklet. I'll talk about that later in the announcements. But everybody get one of these little magnets? If you didn't get one, would you please get one on your way out? It's a a little magnet. You've maybe gotten something like this before when somebody gets married or they're getting married, they're engaged. It's a save the date, right? They send you this because they want you to put the date on the calendar. This is a save the date. It's a visual reminder to all of us. I'd like you to take it home, slap it up on your fridge, and save the date every week. Jesus is inviting you every week. Take out your phone. Put it in the calendar. Put worship in the calendar. Hit repeat. When it says repeat ends, question mark, you put never, ever, never. Now, if you're a person who's sitting here and and so many of your faces, I see you here every week and you're saying, Pastor, I don't need this. I am here every week. I've made this commitment. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. You could take the magnet, maybe give it to somebody else and invite them. And when your brothers and sisters are missing, let them know they're missed. Let them know they're missing out. And all of us, when we are here at the Eucharist, all of us, let's pray, friends, that our love for Jesus Our love for the Eucharist, our hunger as we sang, taste and see the Lord is good. Our hunger to taste and see that the Lord is good just grows deeper and deeper in our hearts. I am your pastor. I love Jesus and I love all of you. And as the spiritual father of this Trinity family, I am asking you to make this commitment. The commitment to be here every week for the Holy Eucharist. This is the first piece in living this dream we're going to talk about, in living life with Jesus, and it is essential. I'm asking you to make this commitment and to encourage your brothers and sisters to make this commitment. But I can't force you to do it, you must decide. Just like Joshua before the people of Israel said, choose this day whom you will serve. You have to decide. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. How about you? My brothers and sisters, come along. Come along. Let's live this dream together.